Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians the fifth chapter. I want to read from the Living Translation, New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. We're going to begin a new series today. How many love the Kingdom Seed series? Man, did God speak to us in that. So let's build on that. Amen. Let's just keep moving. And uh, I want to begin to share with you uh, lay some groundwork to build your faith and your expectation so we're primed and ready to start the first Sunday in, in uh, January, January 2nd. So we got to get ready for that new year. Amen. So dur- there you go. I knew you were with me. So what we're going to do is during this December, I'm going to begin to lay some foundation for I believe January is going to be one of the most powerful spiritual uh, months of impact that you've ever been in in your life. Now, I don't say that lightly. Again, I don't have to fluff stuff. God's big enough to take care of itself. Can somebody say amen? January is going to be spectacular. So we need to be ready in our faith and our expectation. I'm going to begin teaching and sharing a series with you today called The Chosen Fast. The Chosen Fast. Now, we fast every year in January in some form. I, I change it up, switch it around sometimes to keep it fresh. But we always begin the year in prayer and fasting. But God has given me some very specific direction, and we're going to include some things that we have not done before. Because I believe God's about to do some things we've never seen Him do before. Here's what I know. If I want God to do something I've never seen Him do before, I probably have to do something that I've never done before. How many with me right now? All right, so I'm going to take you through some things, but let's begin here, and uh, we're, we're going to be looking the, the my two foundations for, and I'm just going to highlight as we go through this month, it's going to be so encouraging, and then we'll really open it up as we go forward, uh, and I'll share those chapters, but first, we're in Ephesians chapter 5. By the way, you know, I was thinking when we said our, uh, our prayer here about finding money. Anybody see what happened out in Houston this last week at Lakewood Church? The plumber was replacing a commode, and the wall had was something loose, and he moved the panel over, and offering envelopes and cash and checks came pouring out of that thing. That thing's half a million dollars. How, got stuffed inside the wall in the bathroom. I don't know how that happens, but when you pray finding money, God has a way. To do things you don't know about. Come on, somebody. <laughs> don't limit him. Don't limit him. I laughed at that. The first thing I did, well, we pray that every week. And, and, uh, and I've had people tell me at Calvary some of the craziest ways they found money. You know, God, God uh, I've always said if he can get it through you, he can get it to you. Come on. If you don't grab and hold everything he does, if you plant some kingdom seeds, you might just find out. <laughs> okay, let me go on with this series. So. Let's go here to Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 15. Um, I really wanted to read these verses and, and put where we are in context, okay? Where are we right now and what God's doing with us as a church family? It's critical to understand where we are and not just kind of look at things short term. What is God doing right now? It's very important we see that. So I'm, the New Living Translation, verse 15, Ephesians 5. So be careful how you live, Okay? Don't live like fools. That's pretty good, all right? But like those who are wise. So how many will want to live wise? I want to live wise. To live wise. Listen, 
knowledge, knowledge is, uh, what would I say, the awareness of facts. Knowledge is the sum total of the information you know, okay? That's knowledge, facts, what I learned, what I know. Wisdom is the appropriate use of those facts. So knowledge by itself is not enough to live your life at the highest level, okay? Let me say that again. Uh, Facts, knowledge could be my education, but I need to apply that education. Have you ever heard they talk about someone, that God knows a lot, he just doesn't know what to do with it. (laughs) You ever met somebody like that? Okay. Don't point. I didn't ask you to point. I just said, that. have you ever met someone like that? All right? So, so the Bible tells us that where we are living, are you with me? How we are living requires wisdom. And, and, and really, it's amazing to me that there wasn't an in-between here. Look at this. He says, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. There wasn't much middle ground there. Come on, I understand. So if I got to pick a category, I go wise. Anybody else with me on that one? Fool or wise? Okay, he's got my attention. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity. Watch this. In these evil days, we must reach a place of spiritual maturity and direction and purpose where the conditions around us are not dictating what we're doing with our life. We are not waking up, bouncing off, and reacting to circumstances. We are living a life chartered on the Word of God and faith in Him. Everybody with me? So, okay. So, okay. uh, There's some evil days. I don't have to go through that list with you, do I? I don't want to waste our time. But where we are and and, and what's accepted, we, we are now celebrating what we would not tolerate a generation ago. And, 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 and I don't, you, you know that. So, but, but here's the point. In these evil days, let me give you some encouragement. There are innumerable opportunities available for us. Did you get that? Now, the fool's not going to see those. Don't get mad at me. I'm just reading scripture. I just, God said it, I said it. The fool is not going to see the opportunities in evil days. The wise person, the person living with the wisdom of God, will see in the midst of evil days incredible opportunities. Everybody with me? Okay, verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Okay? So I'm I'm, I'm going to begin to show us those things right now today. All right? Now look at verse 18. I think this is critical for us. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I could say a lot about that. I sometimes kind of chuckle when I hear people try to qualify sin. Like, where did a white lie ever come from? You just lied, bro. You didn't tell a white lie. You just lied. Everybody's still with me? I'm just getting started here. And then somebody said, well, I didn't get drunk. I just had a beer. Okay. Don't shout me down because I'm teaching real good. It's, it's just interesting to me how we try to qualify that. So how many beers did it take you to get drunk? Ten? So what were you, one-tenth drunk? I don't know. I'm just reading here. So, so you've you got to understand how you're going to live your life. 
Where are you headed with your life? Where do we understand that God put us here in this time, in this moment, in this season, although it's evil, there are opportunities abounding for people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to dissipate the Spirit of God in my life by participating in foolish things. Everybody with me? Am I hungry or not hungry? Am I wise or not wise? Am I stepping in the will of God? Am I purposefully moving through this season God has for me? See, we have to catch those things and be aware of those. There's a word that's used here in in that passage in the Greek. It's the word uh, for time. It's the word kairos. Make the most of every opportunity. Kairos. In other words, he says, we as the people of God have a higher level of living. We have a greater opportunity to make an impact with our life. It's, it's, it's like uh, we, it, it's just like this Christmas now and then is an illustration of this. It was an opportunity, a, a, a revelation, an insight, direction that God gave Philip some years ago that we could gather our corporate talents and, and do something creative that would give us an opportunity, think of this, during the Christmas season to bring thousands of people together and give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. But then because we were wanting to walk in wisdom and be full of the Holy Spirit, we then began to realize there's something else we can do with Christmas now and then. We can do something called Jesus and his friends. So we can reach out to the families that we've been ministering to all year through the Dream Centers and adopt the block and take it one more step. And at that time of year when people are dealing with more depression and suicide than ever and when children are hungry and, and the realization I don't have enough and I'm not going to give, get a gift is extreme and we step right in. And what do we do? Instead of walking around saying, oh, it's evil days. You know, you better be careful and hold on to what you got. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what the next variant of COVID will be. I never knew so many people were doggone doctors and scientists. Excuse me, I'm not supposed to say doggone it. I didn't mean that. But I'm just on it, doggone it, this morning. So, so, so I'm, But, you know, everything is about the problem. And yet the people of God who walk in wisdom see the opportunities. And as you move in that opportunity, there's greater opportunities that begin to arrive in your life. And God begins to show you things. So we live with a kairos mindset. Kairos are appointed, designated, ordained moments of God. The other word for time in the Greek is chronos, just days, months, years. You understand? Just going through one more day, another year, another job, another month. Turn a calendar. We're in December. Or there are those people who are realizing we're serving the living God. We're walking in the will of the Lord. We're walking in the places of God. And, and, and let me jump back on something. You know, if, if, is, is the coronavirus real? Of course. I'm not saying it's not real. If, 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 if a person is sick, should they take care of that? Absolutely. If you're comfortable wearing a mask, absolutely. When are we going to stop worrying? Who's got a mask who doesn't have a mask? Who got vaccinated who didn't get vaccinated? Why don't we just love Jesus and let people walk? where they are and what they think is good for themselves and be comfortable and we love each other. Come on, let's just love each other. Where do we ever read that, that some, some of those things keep us apart? So what I'm saying is let's, let's look at this moment and, and where we are. So as we enter uh, this last month of 2021, Calvary, let me help us, okay? In, in the context of what we just read, where, where are we? I believe that as a church family, that, that we are in a prophetic placement. 
I believe that we are right where God wants us to be. I believe that God has been ordering our steps and leading us here. How many are with me right now? I believe we're right in the middle of our destiny right now. That we're, we're positioned by God. Can I give you some good news? The Bible's very clear that when you belong to a family, when you connect to a vision, when you become a part of a household of faith, the blessing on the house rests on every individual. When God blesses Calvary, he blesses Calvary. Are you with me right now? When God gives Calvary wisdom, he gives everyone wisdom, everyone direction, everyone insight. He told Abram, he said, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to raise you up, and I'm going to bless those who see my hand on your life. When you connect to a vision, a work, a church, a ministry that God is using, that blessing carries on you and your family. How many can say man to that? So, so I want you to get this. This is for us as a family, but it's for us as individuals. We're here. This year is our 40. Come on. It's our 40. The Bible is replete with prophetic insight on 40. It, it means that we're stepping into the next season. How many are ready to do that? See, everybody comes to the end of a year and says, hallelujah, it's a new year. I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to step in the next year. Things are going to be different. If you're not different, the year is not going to be different. Just because it's 22 instead of 21 doesn't mean anything happened. Come on. That's like the person on their 13th marriage and thinks this one's going to work. Well, the problem is you keep getting in that marriage. Don't shout me down. See, if, if, if God's going to do something different, I've probably got to do something different. You know, I, 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 when, I, when, when we first started Calvary, I got real excited until I figured out it wasn't as good as it sounded. We'd have, we start a new church, you start a new church, everybody wants to come check out the new church, you know. And I had people say, Pastor Sawyer, I've been to nine churches in North Alabama. This is the first one I've ever been in that really preaches the gospel. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Pastor, I've been looking for a church for five years and I can't find a good church. I believe this is a good church. This is out of nine churches. You're the 10th one. Oh, well, guess what I found out? In three months, I'm number 11. <laughs> See, we, <laughs> you, you have to begin to understand that it's not my circumstances is my relationship with the Lord, my understanding where I'm going. It, it, it's realizing this positioning. And, and so I believe with all my heart that this 40 is significant and prophetic and powerful. And, and it is time for us to step into a new season. But we have to understand how do we get there? And what does God want us to do to make that happen? I want to say to everyone who's been on the journey with us, some of you from the beginning, many, many along the way, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness to allow us to be where we are today. Come on, let's thank God for those, for the, you know who those people are at Calvary? They're the Joshua's and the Caleb's. See, come on, they, they, you know, there, there's a lot of people that murmured and mannered and fell off the wagon, but these folks, come on, these folks were Joshua and Caleb. How many with me? Come on. And, and, and can I say to the new folks at Calvary, you're the next generation. We're going in together. Come on, we're pulling this thing in. We're going in this thing. It's 40. It's time to go in. And I'm going to help us and make sure the Lord wants us to do that. I'm excited. Look at where we are spiritually. Man, God has prepared us, and we walked through. You know, we, you, you've been faithful. God's been faithful. We walked through 2020. Nobody knew what. 2020, you, you know, come on, to be honest. We got to the end of 2020, and just thank God that's over, didn't we? 
I mean, you know, that, whew, nobody had a year like that. Thank God. And, and, and then we, we got into 2021, and too many folks had a hangover from 20, you know. All right, all right. But we can say God's been faithful. We've seen his hand, his provision. We stayed on mission. God met us every step of the way and, and, and blessed us. And, and, and right now, Calvary, you sense it. You know it. If you're regular here, <clears throat> there is a spiritual momentum happening in this church. We, there is a rising tide of revival. And, and we see that. See, we're, we're, we're understanding the time. We, we recognize that. You know, COVID didn't beat us or break us. It made us. We're stronger than we were. Come on. We're stronger than we were. We're wiser than we were. We learned how to pivot and shift and change, but we kept on mission, kept on mission. And God is honoring that spiritually we're ready for the next season. We have to make sure we're walking that. We're more thankful than we ever were before. Tell the truth. Aren't you more thankful than you ever were? I'm more thankful. I tell you I'm thankful for all the blessing, thankful for my health, thankful for the goodness of God. We're, and we're thankful. We stayed on mission. We kept feeding the hungry. And, 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 and you, know, you're, you know, this year, I, I, I just, Christmas now and then, I kind of thought, and this one we're going to share this message on the 19th on our Christmas Sunday. I feel like we, we're taking Christmas back. Come on. We took it back from COVID. Come on, let's say amen. Took it back. We're having Christmas now and then. The house is full. People are getting saved. We're going to feed the hungry. We're going to bless boys and girls. We're, we're taking it back. Spiritually, we're growing. I want you, where are we? Everybody says, is it okay to kind of get us positioned and see what we're doing? But, you know, physically, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Well, some years ago, God began to direct us to shift our location to where we are today. And, man, I tell you, it's been a journey I didn't recognize. It took us 10 years to sell that property there. I never dreamed that was going to happen. Finally, in 2019, we sell it. And then, hallelujah, we sold it. Then 2020 comes along. 2020, couldn't even have church. We got through that. We're growing. And you know what? This is North Alabama's season, isn't it? Isn't it North Alabama's season? My goodness, the growth, the job growth. You know, you, you can make more money in North Alabama flipping hamburgers than you used to with a degree a generation ago. Come on, tell the truth. You're begging people to come to work around here. I mean, you come to work if, you know, somebody said if they can pass the mirror test, you can get a job. I said, what does that mean? I said, if I put a mirror up in front of them and it fogs up, I'll hire them. I mean, you don't need a degree. You just need a pulse. <laughs> I don't know if you need a brain. Just about half of it working. You get a job. North Alabama, if you don't have a job, don't come. You're not trying. You're not trying. I mean, you may not be that 300,000-a-year CEO, but you want to get a job. They're paying people. I saw one place paying people to just come uh, fill out an application, not the job, just to apply for the job. If you can get up off your blessed assurance and just go somewhere and, and, and just act like you want a job, you can make some money. There's blessing on this region right now. You, don't misunderstand what I said. You heard what I said. I, okay, don't. Okay. So, so you can get a job. You can create some income. But do you understand, as the people of God, how do we look at that? You with me? What does that mean to us? Why are we here? Why are we physically here? 
You know, we believed and felt the direction of the Lord that this location would put us in the middle in the future of this tri-county area so we could minister in his name, being who we are, a voice of truth in the word, a place to encounter the presence of God, a place where the generations and the races can come together and honor Jesus in a way that glorifies him. And this, there couldn't be a better location to be in the center of Morgan County, Limestone County, Madison County. Look where we are, right in the middle of where we need to be. So what does that mean to us? You understand? What is the wisdom of that? What about this season that we are in? I can tell you, church family, I pray that we have this wisdom of God as to the level that people around us. I have had, in the last week, Two people that don't need, one in Mobile and one in another state that have contacted me and said, Pastor Sawyer, God is waking me up to pray for Calvary. I realize what's going on in North Alabama and I believe God. And there are many great churches. I'm glad just to be in the game. Come on, somebody say amen. I pray regularly for my friends that are pastors in the church. We're not in, I'm just glad to be on the team here in this area. But I'm going to tell you, they're praying. God says, there's revival coming. There's outpouring coming. There's awakening coming. God's going to use Calvary in that. There's a significant thing. Man, God's raising intercessors up that we don't even know to pray for this moment that we're in. God, help us see where we are. Amen. Give us wisdom. Don't let us be foolish with our opportunities. God has placed us here. So how do we respond? How do we prepare? Looking at where we are spiritually. Looking at where we are physically, looking at the journey for us as a family and for you as an individual, how do we prepare for what's next? Because, see, one generation had a promise and they never got it. But another generation learned from those mistakes and they moved in. And so how do we prepare to do that? January is going to be a huge spiritual momentum for us. We're going to start right off the bat. We're going to begin on January 3rd with a 10-day Daniel fast. I'll explain why we're doing 10 days this year. 10-day Daniel fast begins January 3rd. We'll, we'll have all the information for you. Somebody says, well, I've never done that. I'm so excited you're going to do it this year. <laughs> you say, well, I've never fasted. I can't wait for you to do it this year. It's going to be your best year ever. Come on. It's going to be awesome. Because see, are we preparing for what God wants to do? So we're going to do that. We're going to do something, and I'll show you why when we read through Isaiah 58 in a moment. Uh, We're going to take Sunday nights. We've not done this in January. I want you to listen to me. And every Sunday night in January, we're going to come here and have church. Because it's time for revival. It's time for awakening. It's time for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Everybody, look. Thank you for that tepid response. That's why I've got a month to build your faith and your expectations. I know you do your crocheting and your knitting on Sunday night. Just a little wait. Come on. You know what we're going to call those Sunday nights? Pursuit services. You know why? Listen to me. You know why? Because pursuit is the proof of passion. If I don't pursue it, I don't desire it. If I don't have a passion for it, I'm not going to pursue it. But the things I love and the things that matter and the things that are priority to me, I pursue those. I go after those. I'm going to boldly challenge us as a church and give us the opportunity to enter into January. You're about to see why. We're going to see it out of the Word. The promises God gives when we move in and make a spiritual statement and say, God, 
I'm hungry for more of you. Anybody hungry in this house? Anybody believe God may want to do something? I want to, I'm going to begin to show you these scriptures now. I had, to, I had to get us prepared. So we're coming in. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're, we're, we're going to meet with God. We're ready. I, I'm going to preach Sunday mornings. I've got guests coming in Sunday night. We're, we're going to pray for people, lay hands on people, call out to God, worship, move. It's going to be dynamic. Everything you've been praying for. Come on, you hear me? What you've been praying, what you've been believing, what you've been needing. Where you want to step into that season, I'm going to lay a path. We're going to lay a path. According to your faith, so be it. I'm going to give you the opportunity to make the most of the opportunity to be wise, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and go for it with all you got, all right? Everybody with me? Okay, come on. Let's go to Isaiah 58. This is where it begins. Isaiah 58. We're calling it, according what the Scripture names it, the chosen fast. How many are with me? All right, come on, let's look at this. This is powerful. The chosen fast. The chosen fast. I don't want to just go through the motions, right? We don't want to be foolish. We don't want to just go through emotions. We're not doing a ritual, a religious ritual. We are moving in divine direction in a kairos moment to position ourselves for God to break out in this house. Amen? For God to break out in this house. All right, so let's start. This is the prophet was speaking Isaiah to the nation of Israel. They had moved away from God. And God says, come on, if you're really serious, I'm going to show you how to get back. All right? This is where people say, I don't want to be a fool. I want to be wise. Don't want to miss my opportunity. I want to jump in there. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So watch it. Verse 58, chapter 58, verse 1 of Isaiah. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sin. So he says, look, I, I want to do some great things, but let's get real. Everybody with me? Let's get real. Okay. Verse 2. For day after day. Now watch this. Here's the issue. When, when, when people aren't real, when they're not passionate, when they're not pursuing, when they're going through the motion. Ready? Verse 2. For day after day, they seek me out. Watch this. They seem eager to know my way. Because you can fast like a Pharisee. Or there can be real. Everybody with me? Okay. And so they seem, you know, <laughs> eager to know my way. Look at this next. As if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. So he said, they go through the motion. They have a fast, you know, do all that stuff. But he said, they walked away from my word. And it's just superficial. It's not real to them. Everybody with me? Okay. Look at this. They ask me for just decisions. They say, we want justice. Okay. And they seem eager for God to come near them. Wow. Okay, everybody with me? Verse 3. So watch this. This is what happens. Because they're not in the will of God. They're not staying in His Word. They're not hunger for, hungry for God. They're not being filled with the Holy Spirit. Their passion is not there. And so they're going through these superficial motions. Everybody with me? Verse 3. So they say, why have we fasted? They say. And you've not seen it. So now they're mad at God. We fasted, God. You didn't even notice, okay? We humbled ourselves. You didn't notice us. Look what God says. He said, okay, I see all that. Yet, on the day of your fasting, you just do as you please. (laughs) 
So we're not going to go through the motions. Everybody with me? Do we really want to go into this next season? Do we really want to see our prodigal sons and daughters saved? A, a new anointing of the Holy Spirit in our life? To love God like we did the day we got saved? To still read his Bible, to lay it down and go, man, that's good. You know, to be reading, or we just, you know, we're just doing the daily reading. God, come on. If you stay with me, I'm going to help us get there, okay? Come on. Or are we, you know, okay, now lay me down, sleep, pray, Lord, sort of keep going. Check off. Okay. Or do you still have those moments where you're reading, and you can't get past two verses. You're just like, oh, God, that's rich. Man, that's good. Thank you, Jesus. When's the last time your family walked in and saw you weeping over your Bible? When, 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 when did we, what happened to us where, you know, we, we say we're going to have a Sunday night service. We're like, oh, God. When, 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 okay, I'm just, if the shoe doesn't fit, don't wear it. If it does, try it on. <laughs> See, so he says, you got to understand, God's not mad at them. God's not upset at them. You know what God's doing? He's saying, I have all these things I want to do. I have all these things I want to do. See, you can't earn the blessings of God. We're saved by grace. We are who we are by the grace of God. It's not a matter of earning, going through the motion, going through the rituals. Hear me. It is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in my life so I am positioned so God can do everything he wants to do. And it's easier today in church just to tell, just to get up here like a talking head and give you blah, 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 blah. God loves you. You're cool. Everything's fine. He loves you. You love him all as well. God bless you. Go on. You know, but, but, but if we really realize we're in a prophetic moment, we're in a due season, we're, we're, we're in a destiny time, and if we will allow God to position us, we can enter into these things. Come on. All right, so watch this. He says, yet on the day of your fasting, you just do as you please. And you exploit all your workers. And I'll go back and work through this as we go on. In other words, here's what they were doing. They were fasting on the days they were supposed to fast, but they were making their workers work. They wouldn't let their workers fast. You go earn me some money. I'll, do, I'll go over here and pray. See, there wasn't any regard for the people around him. Are you with me? He, look at this. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. Look what God says. Are you with me? You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard. So we need to understand that. I think there's a lot of fasting going on in the church nowadays, but, but are we fasting? <laughs> okay. All right. Look at verse 5. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? See, there's a chosen fast. How many want to understand the chosen fast? How, because there's chosen results in the chosen fast. Okay. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed, for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? In other words, he said, if you're only going through the motions, if you haven't given me your heart, if it's just the motions, if it's just the ritual, he says, that's not my chosen fast. Verse 5, or uh, uh, 6, thank you. Look, is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? Okay, you got my attention now. What, what's a chosen fast? Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? Why are we going to do the Sunday nights? There's a fast that allows an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that begins to transform lives. And God says, that's how I know you're really fasting 
because there's a release of the power of God that begins to transform everybody in the house. Are you with me? Is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains? What? Of injustice? <laughs> to do what? It, it's it's, it's, a, it's a, a, an opportunity to what? To loose the chains. The, these the Loose means to throw them off of you. Come on. He said, I, I want some people to get around you and the chains they came in with, you take them off and throw them away. I want to have a moment, God says, where people that, that, that have chains, are, are, they're, they're being thrown away. Let me go on. And untie the cords uh, to loose the chains of injustice. If we really want to end, come on, I'm, I'm, I know I'm treading on thin ground w- with a heater underneath the ice. Thin ice. But listen, justice is a word that's, that's in our vocabulary, and it should be. But if we really want justice in America today, it's not going to come through the workings and manipulations of man or government or politics. Real justice is the heart of God. And real justice will come when men and women stop going through the motion and talking the talk. But when we walk the walk and when we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and break things off of people's lives that no man has the ability to do. He says, I want to loose the chains of injustice. Come on. I want to look at this, untie the cords of the yoke. Keep reading. I want to set the oppressed free. I want to break every yoke, every heavy burden that holds people down. But look at verse number 7. See, we, we thought we knew how to fast. God said, I chose a fast you don't even know about. Because watch, this is part of the fast. And I'll tell you more about this in January, right? Don't let me, I can't do it now. Is, is, is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? When a fast begins to happen, God says, you're going to feed hungry people. You're going to have an anointing that breaks the yoke off the oppressed. You're going to see justice released. You're going to feed and clothe. And you're going to get along with your family. God is going to go walk through the households. Come on. Anybody hear the word of God? I want a chosen fast. I don't want a surface fast. I believe January and this year, your family's going to be healed and reunited and they're going to be breakthroughs. I know you got weird Uncle Harry and crazy Aunt Wanda and drunk Uncle Bill and I don't care. I'm telling you, listen to me. I believe generational curses are going to be broken. I believe the sins of the fathers are going to be ripped off the lives of their children and people that have been long mad and angry and unforgiving. That person that abused you for the first time in your life, you're going to forgive them. Get on top of this thing. Your identity is going to be freedom, wholeness, anointing, opportunity. And what held you back can't hold you back because God says, when you do a chosen fast, I'm going to walk in and break down the walls and set captives free. That's the God I am. Now, to get some of that, I'm willing to really fast. Anybody with me? I'm willing to to, come on. And he comes back again. Come on, watch this. He says, look at this. He says, then your light will break forth like the dawn. (laughs) Look at this. Your light. Another, here's the picture. You've been walking through the darkness. You've been going through a hard time. 
You don't think you're ever going to get out of it. But it reminds me of Psalm 30 and verse 5. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. God said, when you really begin to fast, I'm going to turn the light on in your life. I'm going to pull you out of the darkness. I'm going to bring joy back in your life. I'm trying not to preach, but it's kind of hard. All right. Then look at this. Look at this. The promise. Your healing will quickly appear. I believe for an outburst of miracles, signs, wonders, healing in the name of Jesus. My God. And then he says, look at this. Your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. My God. He says, then you'll call and the Lord, then you'll call and the Lord will answer. Look at this. I love this. You will cry for help and he'll say, here am I. In other words, those people going through the motion. Why don't you hear us? Why don't you answer us? I did all this. When you get real with God, you know what you're going to find? He's right there. Here am I. Here am I. He's not over there in heaven. He's not back there with grandma. He's not waiting for the sweet by and by. The God you crave is standing right there with you. But you had to be positioned to recognize who he is and what he's doing. My Lord. Look at this. Says it again. Are you guys tracking with me? If you do away with the yoke of oppression and the pointing finger. (laughs) Come on, anybody with me? If you get sick and tired enough of being sick and tired, you stop blaming everybody else for the condition you're in. (laughs) You'll quit pointing the finger. I wouldn't be who I am if you didn't do what you did. I wouldn't be where I am if you hadn't done that, if you didn't say that, if you didn't do that. There comes a place where you say, it doesn't matter what you did to me. It doesn't matter what you said to me. It doesn't matter how you lied to me. It doesn't matter that you broke your promise and walked off. And I'm not, and I'm just realizing this. I've been praying and my God said, here am I. Here am I. Here am I. If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm going to quit pointing my finger. I'm going to get down on my knees. I'm going to get right with God. I'm not going to go through the motions. I'm going to let him have my heart. And God will take care of all these issues in my life. Then look at this. He said, you got to get rid of the malicious talk. Spirit of God's been dealing with us about that, hasn't he? In fact, I'm going to teach you in January. Do you know right now in the Hebrew calendar, I got too much, I got, I got too much up here. Okay. It's the year of the mouth. Can I tell you something? Your mouth is going to pave your way or lock your bars. So he said, you really want to fast? You need to quit talking the way you've been talking. All that old malicious talk. Cut it out. Cut it out. If you want these things, there's some, see, it's very clear. If you want these blessings, there's some things you've got to do in your life. How hungry are you? Are you willing to pursue? Oh, I want the presence of God. Well, pursue it. I want God to break through in my family. Here it is. I want God to do something. Here we we got this. Here's the opportunity. Passion is proved by what I do to pursue it. Verse 10. He says it again. This is important to God. And if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, he says it again. Then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. Look at verse 11. Man, these promises. The Lord will guide you always. Come on. Look at this. He'll satisfy your needs. You start taking care of everybody else's needs because you love the Lord. And God says, I got you. 
I've got you. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to, I'm, my righteousness is going to go before you. My glory is going to be your rear guard. The next time the devil tries to get to you, he's got to come through God. I like my odds in that situation. Look at this. He said, I will strengthen your frame. I, I was digging into Hebrew, and it just simply said, he'll make your bones fat. Okay, I'm going to prophesy. There's some of you with weakened bone condition. And as I read some things about this, in women particularly, we at middle and older age, it's a degenerative bone disease. I prophesy over you in the name of Jesus that God's going to make your bones fat, that your bones are going to be like steel, that you're going to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and never faint. You're going to mount up with wings like eagles. Your grandchildren are going to look at you and say, what happened to my grandma? Your, your husband going to have to get out of the uh, lazy boy and get down to the gym to keep up with you because God is going to make your frame strong. He's going to build those things in place. See, you can fast or you can chosen fast. <laughs> You're going to be like a well-watered garden, a spring whose waters never fail. Your people, oh, I like this. Come on, I got, a, oh, I got a few more minutes. Come on, look at this. Your people, come on, say my people. This is your family. This is your family and your church family. Come on, say my people. Come on, are you ready? You grab this. This is what happens in the chosen fast. My people will rebuild the ancient ruins. The places where you look back in your family and there's devastation and dysfunction and disgrace and loss, God says, I'm going to raise up a people who are going to be so godly and so strengthened. They're going to rebuild everything the devil ever tore down for you. He's going to restore the years the enemy took away from you. He's going to bring your reputation and your name back in blessing and honor. We're going to rebuild the places that have been ruined. Look at this. I, I like this. I'm going to raise up age-old foundations. God says, come on, are you ready, church? He said, we're not going to be a, a 2022 church. We're going to be an Acts 242 church. Come on. We're going to build the foundations of the house of God, and we're going to live on those things. We are going to live this out. Come on, I got to keep going. I like this. You're going to get a new name. Are you ready for your new name when you're chosen fast? He said, you're going to be called repairer of broken walls. It, it, one translation says the breach, the place the enemy broke down the wall and got in your life and came against your home and wrecked your marriage and stole your children and got your money. God says, I'm going to rename you. You're the restorer. You're going to repair. You're going to walk up under the anointing of the Lord and everywhere the enemy broke it down, you're going to put it back in order. Your house is coming in order. Your life is getting back in order. The enemy doesn't have access where he had access anymore. You're going to be restorer of streets with dwellings. Then he gives us another if. There's several ifs in this. You see this? I'm not giving you half of this chapter. I'm reading every, every verse. Third time. If. Someone say if. There's always an if before then. <laughs> if you do this, then I'll do that. If you do this, then I'll do that. Let me say it again. This is not about earning God's blessing. It's not about somehow suffering and going through this and hoping God will hear you. You got to get out of that religious mindset. What he's saying is, if you'll let me position you, I'll do all these things I want to do. 
This is what I want to do. These are God's promises. Do you understand that? This isn't what they prayed. This is what God said I want to do. He said, this is what I want to do if I can find a people that will allow me. Verse 13, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath, that's very clear in the New Testament. I don't have time to go through the teaching that we are not required to worship on the Sabbath, on a Saturday as under the law. Okay? Colossians 2 says, don't let any man judge you by feasts, new moons, or Sabbaths. So the law was fulfilled when we put our faith in Christ. So what does this say to us about the Sabbath? Watch. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day. In other words, God says, you're going to have to honor me. You're going to have to honor me. If you're a part of a church family, connect with that church family. Honor when that family comes together and worship. All right? Don't do what you want to do. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking out a word. In other words, God says, what's honorable in your life? Demonstrate your priorities. Put God first. It's not a law. It's not a regulation. It is a heart condition. How do I respond to God? How do I respond to the holy things of God? How do I put them priority in my life? He says, if you do these things, look, here's another then. Verse 14, then you'll find your joy in the Lord. I've seen too many sad Christians lately. I mean this kindly. I've seen too many long faces, too many sad people, too many angry people, too many mad people, too many bitter people, too many broken people. Can I give you some promise? In the middle of a chosen fast, you're going to find the joy of the Lord again in your life. You're going to find the joy of the Lord again. And you know what the Bible says? The joy of the Lord is your strength. He's your strength. Come on. Then you'll find your joy in the Lord. And look at this. I will cause you. You're not going to have to do it. I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. I like what he says. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. If God says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He said, I, the Lord, have said this. What's the last thing? Look at this. Don't miss this. He said, you'll feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. I want a worship team. Come. I want you to stand. I'm not through. I got two more minutes of preaching. Stand up, please. Don't miss this last point. He said, you're going to feast, listen, on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. Interesting, he said Jacob there. Because God had changed his name from Jacob to Israel. How many are listening to me? Come on, don't miss this. You've got to grab this before you go home. See, Jacob was originally a trickster, a liar, stole his brother, brother's birthright, stole his brother's blessing, was a man who had to leave his family out of disgrace. But he had an encounter with Almighty God. Anybody with me in this house? He had a chosen fast. He had an encounter, and this disgrace, lying, fugitive from his family, had an encounter with the here am I God. And he said, you're not Jacob anymore. Your name is Israel. I'm going to make you a prince among men. Can I tell you something that happens in a chosen fast? God rewrites your past. God renames you who you are, where you are, and says, I'm going to do that. God tells us as we have this chosen fast that he's going to eradicate every failure in your life. He's going to cover every mistake you ever made. He's going to free you from what people named you, and he's going to cause you to become an Israel in your house. 
you're going to lead. You're going to be blessed. The people are going to follow you. They're going to celebrate your name because God says, I have spoken. I have spoken. Now you see why January is going to be awesome? <laughs> We're going to do this in January. We're, you can start now if you want to. We're getting ready. We're ready. I'm ready. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I've been on this for a while. I, you know, when I wake up January 1, when, when my alarm goes off, I'm going to jump out of bed and say, yeah, here we go. Ready. Ready. I'll have to teach you a little bit about Daniel's 10 days. We'll get to that. Somewhere along the journey, we'll learn from Daniel. You may have to walk through some furnaces and lime dens. But you're going to find a mighty God in the midst of those things. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.